Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This week, we're going to be talking about irreconcilable differences with our story. I put story in quotes there because we all know the stories, the stories that we tell. Just because we tell them, it doesn't mean they're true, right? We, we, oh, I think as humans, we have this idea that if we think it or if we say it in our mind, that it's factual and that just isn't the case. And so I want to share a pretty big breakthrough I had on this. I, this is something I think my, my intention is, my goal is that with sharing the story with you, that you'll be able to see something similar in your own life that helps you break out of your own story. Before I get into that, I just want to remind you of a couple things. Um, let's see. First off, if you haven't joined my Telegram channel or my Gab group, there are links in the show notes for you to be able to do that. Uh, that's where we can connect outside of the podcast. Additionally, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, one way, one way to do that is by purchasing my course, 33 Days of Magic. And you can find that at 33daysofmagic.com. And what that is, it's, it's a really, it's a framework for you to take what I talk about in this show and apply it in your own life. So if you're interested, please check that out at 33daysofmagic.com. Okay, so let me set the stage for this this realization I had this week. And and I'm hesitating with my words because I have so much I want to say and I want to make sure that it makes sense (laughs) and goes in a logical flow because sometimes I feel like I go off on tangents because I get all these ideas that come to me. So let me set the stage for this this topic this week of irreconcilable differences with our story. So I mentioned on the past couple of shows, I've been working through what I feel like pretty major, I would say healing, right? Like really digging into the crap that I didn't want to look at over the years and the things that I put up walls about and the things that, you know, honestly, I was sick of, I I say a lot that I'm, I'm sick of myself on the topic. Right. And so I was sick of myself to the point where I was ready to dig in on some of this stuff. So the person that I was working with on this, we were talking through how this, this storyline that comes up for me that I'm always going to be alone. You may have heard me talk about, um, talk about that here on the show before that that is something that comes up for me. And sometimes it's at the point where I can't even say the word alone because it brings up so much emotion for me. Like it makes me instantly want to start crying. So she suggested that I work on two things. And one of them was to write what alone meant to me, write the words, the the feelings, the emotions that described what alone meant to me. And also to write out how I see myself, like the words, words and the, the phrases that I would use to describe myself. And she also suggested doing this in songs or poems or memes if necessary. But the general idea was to write out what, what alone means to me, and then how I see myself. So I was a little hesitant to do the alone part of the exercise because I didn't want to deal with the emotion that was going to come up, that I was afraid was going to come up around it. But I sat down and as I walked through it and I was, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad writing this out, right? This, this, here's how this makes me feel. 
And some of the words that I wrote were cast aside, unimportant, not good enough, overlooked, not seen or heard, having to fend for myself, unsafe, or always looking for safety outside of myself and afraid. So then I, I, after I did that, I went to the list of how do I see myself? So I saw myself, some of the words I wrote were trustworthy, caring, and loving, honest, true to my word, take care of things, take care of myself, an adventurer, try new things, I speak up, I go after what I want, I'm unafraid. And I was like, wait a minute, I see myself as unafraid, but on the list that I just wrote about being alone, being alone makes me feel afraid. And what I realized was that that alone representation the words that I use to describe that, that feeling around alone represents a version of me that I don't see myself as. Like, I don't see myself as an afraid person. I feel like, um, I, I wholeheartedly believe I live my life unafraid and I don't feel unsafe in this world. I don't feel my safety is not something that is a high concern for me. Um, and all these other words, as I started looking at this, I'm like, these, these, don't reconcile. There's an irreconcilable difference between what I believe as myself being alone and how I see myself. And that was so eye-opening to me to, to have that, that realization, to look at myself in the eyes almost, right? Like to have that mirror to be able to, to see that, that, wait a minute, these two storylines, they don't add up, right? There's one that I've created over the years uh, for various reasons, but then there's the one that I consider reality, which is how I see myself and they don't line up. And so there's so much power in the unspoken story, right? That storyline that runs under the surface in our subconscious, like, like the alone story was running for me, right? Those words of being cast aside or unimportant or not good enough or, or afraid, right? There's, there's that storyline had been running and there was so much power behind it and so much emotion to the point that I couldn't even say the word alone most of the time. But then I started thinking about this as I'm looking at these, these two lists of words that do not reconcile. And then the question was, okay, so, so how valid is the story, right? The stories that I had adopted as a child or, or throughout my, you know, teenage or young adult years, those stories don't make sense for me right now as an adult. They don't make sense. They're not the same. And so I get, I get to rewrite these stories as an adult now, as, as, as the reality I see it as, as a reality that I want it to be. And so as we were talking about this a little bit more too, and I was, it was really opening up my mind to seeing things differently here. There was another part of me that felt like, okay, so who am I if I don't have this story, right? This, this story that I'm alone, I'm always going to be alone. This, this, um, unspoken story that's run on autopilot in the background in my subconscious for years and years and years. Okay. Who am I if I don't have this story? And there was a little twinge of like, mm, this is uncomfortable. Like you've, you've, You've used this story for so long. You've used this story as an excuse to yourself. You've used it as a excuse to others. You've used it as a, you know, as a explanation or a reason for why you behave in certain ways. It's almost like a crutch, right? It was something to fall back on or something to, um, 
justify why I did or didn't do things. So that, that was a, that was uncomfortable to think about. And it was surprising that it was uncomfortable to think about because I was like, but I don't want the story, but why do I want to hold on to the story? And in between that, there's like this space where it's like almost like trying to, trying to change, but stay the same at this simultaneously. So there's, there's exhaustion in that, right? Like wanting something different, but then wanting it to change and the exhaustion of trying to get somewhere new, but then the exhaustion of wanting to keep yourself the same out of safety. And if we don't have the story anymore, the the story like I had of, of the, of the alone, okay, then, then who am I? What, what is my new story? But if we don't have a new story to fill that void, then it's really easy to go back right back into the old way and keep telling the old story that we claim that we don't want. And to me, what I, what I discovered about this was wanting a new story, but being afraid to have a new story. There was so much turmoil in that avoidance in that, right? When I would say the word alone, or we would try to talk about, even on here, trying to talk about it. it I mean, I've, I think I've said it multiple times, or maybe you've heard it in my voice where I, my voice starts to waver because I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to cry. And there was so much energy put behind that, like this push-pull energy that it was exhausting to keep doing that. It was there it was exhausting to keep avoiding it because I was it was like this emotional wall was put up that I was afraid to see what was on the other side. Even though I said I wanted it, right? I was sick of the story and I wanted it. I was afraid for some reason to see what was on the other side. Now that goes back again to Another, what I, an irreconcilable difference here because I don't see myself as an afraid person, right? Like I said in the beginning, I see myself as unafraid. So this alone and the, the meaning of alone and the, the moving past the alone had me afraid, which didn't reconcile with how I see myself, right? I've done, I feel like much, much more things in my life than explore the word afraid, right? So it, it wasn't something that was, um, I don't know. It's, it, you know, and I'm not trying to discount it as, as, cause it was clearly deep embedded in my, in me, right? In my bones, right? In my psyche. It was something that I had, had been on replay for so long. It was energetically set in me. And there was a lot of, like I said, emotion, a lot of exhaustion, a lot of turmoil, around that push-pull and in, in trying to, to get away from it. And so, so who am I if I don't have this story? And I'm okay, and I'm understanding that it's not scary. I don't need to be afraid to, to have a new story or to explore past this current story. And so then the question becomes, what do I want the story to be, right? If my autopilot had been, I'm always going to be alone and I don't want that and I'm comfortable now, I'm not afraid of exploring it. So what do I want the new story to be? My general tendency would be to get out a piece of paper and, and write down this elaborate story and, and, and all of these things and, you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the person I was working with gave me a different perspective on this. She said, well, what about what's already, what already is that you haven't acknowledged because this, this cloud around the fear was, was, was clouding your judgment or was clouding your ability to see who you were. And 
I thought that was really interesting. Inst- again, instead of, you know, seeking or, or going, looking past for something else or looking for something else, what's already right here that I'm, I'm just not acknowledging. And is it clouding my ability to truly see who I am or see who this, what the situation is or see, see reality in a different way? And as we were talking through this, one of the things that I also realized was just how much I often would seek and search outside of myself for answers. You know, feeling like I always had to be looking or, you know, the looking kept me busy to not have to see what I didn't, what I felt afraid to see, which was really addressing what that alone word meant to me and understanding how it played into my life. And one of the really interesting parts of this conversation about this was I was talking about this recurring dream I have of the first person I ever dated. And I would say probably was in love with right back in my twenties. And I dream about this person still to this day. It has been 20 some years now, probably. And I don't dream about this person or, or have current wishes to get back with this person or think that we're going to circle back later in life and get together. That's not the dreams. And that's not, I don't have, that's not what I'm, I don't even want that. That's nothing that, that doesn't, isn't what this is about. The dreams happen because I feel like he's somebody that gets my attention and he's somebody that, you know, it's from a point in time, I think, back then. And and he's the representation of that. Now, my belief about dreams is that, you know, the dream is about you. You're just seeing it displayed in things that you'll recognize. And, and that's something, he is a person I would recognize. Now, what's interesting about that is, um, you know, if I saw this person today, it, it would have zero impact on me. I, you know, I would wave or whatever and go on. But from way back when, when we were, you know, together and had the breakup and, you know, I didn't understand it, you know, and all these emotions around it. Um, the, the dream is, it's almost like it's from back in that time. It's not from current. It's not in the current state. So what was, and I get pissed about these dreams too, because I don't want to have them. I argue like, I'm like, I don't know. What are you trying to tell me? Like, what do you want from me? Because I have nothing for you. I've tried, I've written the letters, I've burned the letters, I've, you know, tried to understand what this is about and you're fucking still here 23 years later. So what the fuck do you want from me? Right? Like, leave me alone. I'm done. I don't have anything more on this topic. But what I found in these discussions was, and in these dreams would also make, piss me off when I would wake up, like it'd be in a bad mood all day or it'd be like out of sorts or like irritated or, you know, whatever it would, it would really bother me and impact me. But what I found from these discussions was all of these feelings that I felt that I wrote about what alone means to me, cast aside, unimportant, not good enough, overlooked, all of those feelings were, were, were what I had, were the feelings I had in those dreams. So those dreams were bringing that back to me, to my subconscious in my dreams, I think to get my attention and tell me that, and, and get me to, to look at this that I didn't want to look at. Right. And so it was so interesting for me to understand or pair that together that, wait a minute, when I have those dreams and I feel terrible when I wake up and I'm annoyed and I'm pissed about it, 
It's because I'm having all these emotions or these feelings that I define as what it means for me to be alone. And I don't even think alone is a bad thing. I actually enjoy being alone. It was just the definitions I put around the word alone and what I, I was, you know, saying or, or making up or telling a story about that other people would see me as. And so this, this connection there of understanding what that was about and how it was still impacting me today was so, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to say it. It was so simple, yet so, op- like, like, what's the word I would describe? Like, like opening up to something I hadn't been able to see before that was so frustrating and so painful and so, you know, just I was sick of. And, you know, we were talking about this also about how in the pain, we do drastic things, right? When we're in these painful situations, we do drastic things and we feel crazy and we may do crazy things, but it doesn't mean we're crazy. It's just a crazy time. And so we do drastic things to stop the pain. And I realized that now, you know, not wanting to, in my interpretation or my story, not wanting to look at the pain you know, had me doing all these things, right? Drastic, crazy, sometimes things over the years to get away from it. When it was trying to get my attention all this time, right? In the dreams were, was one way, but and I'm sure there's other ways I didn't even notice or pay attention. And then there's those scenarios that just keep replaying over and over and over. And it's like, why do I kept, keep getting the same results, right? So this this understanding of these irreconcilable differences with my story I'm not even going to call it my story with a story with, uh, with a, a story. Cause I don't want to call it mine because I'm not owning it. It's not, it's not for me anymore. It's not a, it's not my story anymore. And really understanding these irreconcilable differences between what I defined as being alone and how I see myself really helped to diffuse that. Like I can say the word alone now and it doesn't upset me. It's not bringing tears to my eyes. It's not making me want to pause this so I can cry it out for a few seconds and get back to it, you know? And so I wanted to talk to you about that this week because it's so powerful. It was, it was so simple yet so powerful to connect that. And if there's something in your life that you're struggling with, or you have been, and it's one of those things where you're sick of yourself on the topic, maybe this exercise would work for you taking time to write out whatever that thing is for you that you can't seem to get past, what the definition of that is, and then writing out how you see yourself and looking at the two two and see, do they reconcile, right? Or do you have unreconcilable differences in your story like I did? You can use this exercise as, as the way to also identify the unspoken stories, those stories that maybe you don't know the storyline is there. Maybe you, you, it's been going on for so long. It, it doesn't even, you know, you've just accepted it as truth and see what comes up. That would be my advice. Go into this, you know, without any expectations and just see what comes up and maybe you'll be surprised like I was. All right. So that's it this week on the topic of irreconcilable differences with our story. I really hope you found this uh, beneficial and uh, it, it 
has an impact on your life in, in such a great way like it did on mine. And, and I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments. You can leave a comment on in the show notes here. You can leave a comment on Gab in my Telegram channel. I have all the links in the show notes of the story, and, and I would really love to know what you think. Until next week, remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth.